Thanks for tuning in to Shauna Speaks Life, where every day is a good day to live your best life. Hey, y'all. Hey, this is your girl, Shauna. Thanks for tuning in to Social Butterfly, Real Talk, No Chaser. I am super excited today. I am sitting here with my wonderful co-host, my little sister, Laria. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, she is here today. We're going to get to know her a little better and just a lot about her journey into the woman that she is today. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So, Luria, why don't you tell us about yourself? So, as Shauna said, my name is Luria. Um, I am, well, I guess I would just say I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. Working on, you know, multiple different projects. Had a great entrepreneur mentor. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Shout out to Shauna. Hey, dad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I work with youth primarily in most of the ventures that I do. But I am really passionate about, you know, helping the community any way that I can and being of service to people. So I guess a little bit about my background. I am a mom of one. You know, I'm single, you know. <laughs> hey, for all you yeah. good looking, educated, you know faith believers. Yeah, you got to love the Lord. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jesus, your friend, your homie, you know. Right, we right, can roll. right. No. <laughs> no, but I'm single. I have an 11-year-old son, and I'm new to the journey of entrepreneurship. I'm currently balancing between my startup nonprofit and a startup um, event planning business that I do for girls. So, yeah. And soon-to-be published author. You know, be on the lookout for that. Hey, what I'm going to need you to do, though, is do a shameless plug. I need you to actually say the name of your nonprofit organization and where people can find out more information about that and your business. Can we do that? Thank you. Okay, so, yeah, let me um, plug it all in. You know, sometimes when God take you to a journey of humbling you, you Mm. just be trying to, like, oh, yeah, you know, wait for people to ask. Let others boast you. I will boast you. Yes. But uh, my nonprofit is Royals Mentoring. It is a faith-based mentoring program for girls. It has been around for about three and a half years, and we service about 50 girls in the greater Milwaukee area. And my for-profit business is the Royal Dial House. It is a mobile children's spa, and um, we can put a little footnote under mobile because we want to get a facility soon. But what we do is host spa parties for girls for birthday pampering sessions, um, just because girls' nights, so whatever. Um, yeah, so that's it. I would like to say both of those are super dope, so please make sure you go and check those out. One of them was just recently on the news. Yes. So exciting. <laughs> so the Royal Dollhouse, they did a segment telling about our business, and you can find us on any social media handle at Royal Dollhouse MKE. Or our website, www.royaldollhouse.net. And I do have, you know, Google SEO plug. If, if you Google us, Children's Spy Milwaukee, we should pop up. Hey. So, again, make sure you go check that out, okay? So, we're going to get a little deeper with these questions here. So, Laria, what was the most difficult time in your childhood? The most difficult time in my childhood, I would say, my middle school years. Mm. And, I mean, that 
it's it's crazy how the difficulties during that time is the reason the work I do is so impactful because I've like been there and seen it all. But um, during my middle school years, I say like the end of fifth grade, um, I went through some trauma. I was sexually abused and then we moved to a different city. Well, we actually moved back to Milwaukee from Atlanta. So that was a hard transition just coming um, to a whole new city, right. already going through all these hormonal changes on top of this trauma that I never spoke about. And then we all know that's the age where, you know, the mama and daughter relationships, mm-hmm. they just get put to flames. Yeah. So all of that was going on in one time period. And it was just like, whoo, I can think back um, just to, you know, the days where you just be crying, I hate everybody. When I turn 18, I'm moving away. Like that was Can't a, wait to grow up. Wait. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. During the mad preteen stages. But that was probably the most difficult time. It was so much going on in my life um, during those years. And especially, like, in school. Like, that is when going transitioning into middle school, you're not in the same class all day. You got a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. Everybody into their um, social circles or whatever. Everybody more into boys and popularity and all that was going on. And it was just different coming from moving from Atlanta, Georgia to Milwaukee and just being in a social, being in those social, the social circles there were very different from the ones here. So I don't know. I used to feel real out of place. I felt very out of place. I felt very disconnected from like even the teachers and the neighborhoods that I was in. It was just awkward and yeah. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of what you went through in middle school has a lot to do with why you do what you do with young ladies now. And I think that that's really powerful that you took your life story and decided to use that to pour into these young girls. Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome. Yes. And I think one of the hardest thing um, transitioning back was like readapting with family. Mm. Um, when we lived here before, when I was younger, like my family was super close knit. Everybody was, you know, around each other all the time. Every day we left for about seven years and was in Atlanta. Then I come back and everybody was just so different. I remember my aunt had my cousins that I grew up with. My aunt like moved them out. And they was all in a suburban school and was distant from the family, from whatever drama they had. And it was just like, I don't know if I expected time to stop, but everybody kind of grew up without us and grew mm. grew up and grew apart. So family, like reconstructing that was probably the hardest thing because we barely knew each other. And then we were trying to be back so close, but it was all this friction because we were in two different environments and with different perspectives. So that was hard too. Yeah. I I could only imagine what that would be like, you know, you leave, you're all younger and we outside playing tag and all that good stuff. You come back. It's like everybody teenagers, like we don't rock with each other now. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, that could be very challenging. Yeah. And our standards was different. It's like, you doing that? Like, right. Like, uh, like, Ooh, that is so not me. Like, Ooh, Okay, that's yeah. what we all know. But didn't grandma always tell... All right, well, cool. You ain't been around grandma, so you don't know what she... All right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, with 
your childhood and especially that piece and that transition in your life and going through the trauma that you went through, how do you feel like that played a role in the woman that you are today? Well, I would say, well, let's, let's backtrack a little. It played a part. I'll talk about how it played a part in the woman who I was as an adult mm. and then transitioning to now. So I would say like in my early twenties, your girl was a mess. I remember. Hot mess. <laughs> Hot mess. Hot mess. Like, just very low standards, very insecure. All the hurt I had been through, it was boiling over into relationships, friendships, um, jobs that I had. It was just this mentality um, that I had about myself that wasn't positive. Mm. And I would... I would adapt to whatever was common culture, you know, following trends, doing doing it for the likes, and just like real loss of identity and just out here just being a typical um, 20-something-year-old girl, just turning up, um, start smoking weed just because it was a trend. Like, that's just a thing. Right. Let's just get high. Let's just this, you know. Let's just play these niggas. Oh, it's okay. You can do this. You Like, just no standard, no no moral values, and then emotionally just lost. Like, I I don't know. It would be a whole nother episode. Right. For me, <laughs> for me to, to just really even into dive detail. into that. But just having, like, no emotional standard. But I think through maturing, one, connecting myself closer to God, um, and being purged from all that childhood hurt and all that trauma, to... Two, having a goal for myself. This is one thing that I try to instill in my youth um, is to get them to identify like their purpose. Because so many kids wake up and do all the do do all these crazy things, committing crimes because they don't have anything to look forward to. Absolutely. But starting my girls program and being an entrepreneur, it gives me something to look forward to. So it gives me a standard to live by along with my Christian values. So even if it's something that I feel in myself I want to do, it's like, A, is this good for my business? Is this good for my professional reputation? And is this good for me trying to represent Christ? And it's like, no, it gives me a standard. It gives me an aim. And it gives me something to live for every day and to focus on every day. So to become better. But who I am today is completely different. I'm definitely more emotionally stable, more considerate of how... I respond to things, how it affects people, how it affects the people that are assigned to my life. Because believe it or not, if you feel like you're not here, if if you feel like you're just here for yourself, no, there are people connected to you. And I read this quote, and I may be quoting it wrong, whatever, but it was... Paraphrase. <laughs> it was something about um, somebody sitting in the shade today because of a tree that was planted years ago. And it's, mm. it's, and that may not be right. It may be backwards, whatever, but some along that lines. And that just spoke to my heart. Like I got to get out here and plant because the sun is coming yeah. and some people going to need to sit in the shade. So I need to plant my tree or some people going to need some, the fruit from this tree. The generations after me need to eat. But if I don't plant it now, when it comes time for them to eat, they're going to starve. So that's just my focus now. Like, Planting and being being what I need to be and who I need to be so that whatever whatever it is that I need to do in this earth, whatever needs to be impacted by my life is not going to be hindered because I'm being selfish or focusing on 
my past and my emotions. So. Absolutely. And like, even um, as we segue into the next question, like you were talking about the tree with Royals, your purpose is directly tied to those young ladies that you work with mm-hmm. and what they're not getting at home or at school or whatever the case may be, they're receiving that from you, which is going to help them better walk into their purpose or even know who they are yeah. and have what you said you didn't have, like the the self-worth and the self-esteem and just, you know, knowing who you are, which will help you better be the woman that you're supposed to be. But if you don't even know who you are, then you can't walk yes. in that, truly. Absolutely. Um, so it's really important that we are in alignment with our purpose so that the people who are connected to us can fulfill their purpose. Yes, definitely. So I definitely want to talk more about Royals specifically because me being a mentor myself, like that's my heart of hearts, just mentoring young people. So just tell us more about that nonprofit organization and outside of just online, like where is it? What is it doing now? Like just tell us all about Royals. Okay. So Royals, that's my baby. Um, I'll say it started with me getting involved in youth ministry and what I noticed is like a lot of the girls gravitated towards me and that led into me like volunteer cheer coaching, um, connecting with other women with the same passion and eventually uh, what I realized like through God revealing like this is your purpose, what I realized I was always walking in that purpose and even up until this year um, I had some family visit for um a funeral that we had and I saw some cousins I haven't saw in a few years and they were like oh my gosh like we miss you so much and as we were reminiscing they were just telling me how they always used to look up to me and just like I remember you told me this and that and I'm like I I don't even remember Mm, half of this stuff and I didn't know that they were looking up to me and I was leading them astray in some ways man All the cousins was just being raunchy because Loria was being raunchy. And that was just like, dang, my influence and purpose has always been there. I, has always been there. I just never tapped in. So with volunteering, being in the community and church, working in um, youth ministry, I initially started to apply for different jobs that were, you know, in, in that lane. It was either... One, I couldn't vibe with what the organization was doing. Or two, places wouldn't hire me. And I'm like, God, this is my purpose. And, you know, I know this is what you called me to do. Why am I not getting these positions? Mm. And eventually, like, through some of my mentors and talking to them about different things, it was like God wanted to do something different. And, like, my purpose was something, a, a different lane from what was already going on at the time. Right. Um, and at this time, there were really no girl girl programs outside of Girl Scouts and, I think, Pearls for Teen Girls. And at the time, Pearls was just exclusive to, like, high honor roll students. So I'm like, dang, there's really no lane for girls once they come out of Girl Scouts. Um, so what is this, you know, that you're developing in me? And through, like, prayer and focus and strategic planning – that's where it started and I'll be honest through that journey I was so scared like it was points in time before it took me I sat on the vision for three years I have royals it went through three different name changes whatever (laughs) I sat on the vision for about three years and um my mentor used to be like girl 
why are you not putting anything out there? Why are you not this? And I would just deal with the girls at my church and deal with the girls that I was coaching through cheerleading and like, oh, I'm just fine. Where's that? And she just like really pushed me. And what I realized is like all that insecure stuff from childhood was holding me back. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe I can start and run a nonprofit. And I was like applying for jobs. And it was a reason those jobs never went through because it was one time I cried so bad because I didn't get this job. And I I like another person got it and they were like on my friend system was like, oh, I'm the new this, this, that, this organization. And I'm like, why wouldn't they hire me? Like my skill set is equivalent. Right. And I went through this like just major identity thing, which ripped me a self entitlement, which humbled me. And also like it was his God's protection, because if I had got that job, I would have got comfortable. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, making my decent salary, still impacting girls, you know. I I still would have had the funding to do what I needed to do, would have had the leverage to do it however I wanted to do it, but that wasn't his plan for me. He wanted me to do it this way for a specific reason. And then even in launching, it was so many people telling me, you shouldn't do faith-based, ain't no funding in that. You going to stop yeah, yourself from getting money. That. It was a lot going on, like where people was whatever. And I think it was you, like I, I talked to Shauna about it and she was like, well, I get what people are saying, but that don't have to limit you. You can have a program that doesn't incorporate the faith component. So it doesn't hinder you from going into arenas that are not faith. And I was just like, okay, thank God for that, for that insight because other people were just like nah you need to just x that out completely right when i it will always make me uneasy because that wasn't god's plan for for it i know he wanted to be in it but since i've launched i've seen so many other women be bold and be inspired to say hey i'm doing this too and yes it's a faith component yes it's this Mm -hmm. and i just love to see that like we stepping out here boldly and impacting people the way we see fit that fits us. But here I am today after much prayer, much support, and a tribe of women that have just poured into me, being a resource to me, um, helping when need be, encouraging me when I'm down. Um, Royals has been around for three years. Like I said, we have a contract with Eastbrook Academy. During the middle school girls, we're working on expanding (laughs) with that. Um, we did a contract with Hope Fidelis with the fifth fifth graders. I'm working on some things with NPS. And when I first started, I did a summer program with our next generation kids. So we're still going strong, um, looking to expand more. And eventually, hope next year this time, I'll be putting out, you know, hey, not hey. This year, later this year. Yes. We ain't even Fall 2019, that. honey. Yes. We're going to be putting out some hiring ads, getting other people involved because that's the level of expansion that I want to see with this program. So, yeah. That is awesome. And you just keep plugging with the segways because segways, that is not a word. <laughs> segways. <laughs> you know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. But. That ties into my final question for you. And it's like, what's next for Luria? So what's next for me is definitely getting the program to where it is more sustainable and has a full functioning staff so that I'm not being the admin, the marketer, the mentor, the (laughs) curriculum development. I'm just not being everything. So getting the full staff um, and... I don't know. I'm I'm in 
it's multiple directions I could go in and I'm still working things through and weighing out all my options. But who knows? It may be a Royals camp coming. Who hey. knows? We just got to keep our eyes open for when that's going to open. But what's also next for me, like I said at the beginning, is um, soon to be published author. Ooh. I'm <laughs> so excited for all of it. But, yeah. All of it. Um, you can follow Loria on Instagram at Loria Speaks. Yes. Where can yes, they yes. find you on Facebook? Facebook. Um, you can get Loria Speaks as well as on Facebook. We're working on expanding that. It's I don't post much on it Instagram more, but you can add my regular page, just Loria Brent. You know my last name, B R E N T. But you can just add me, Loria Brent. But the Loria Speaks page on Facebook is growing. I would say add that because eventually, especially when the book publishes, most of my business and speaking and inspire inspirational posts will come from that Loria Speaks page. And my regular page is going to shift to more so just personal, um, hey friends, how y'all doing type stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm so excited and I am here for every piece of it. So a round of applause for Miss Loria for coming to the show. I appreciate oh, you. Wait, one more thing. One yes. more thing. I, and I gotta get I have to keep this in the forefront to keep advertising this because it's something I just started to vent. And, like, just to put out there for the college girls I was mentoring. But I see a lot of women enjoy it. I have a blog. <laughs> Girl, get your whole life. I don't tell people much. I just your whole it life. Going. It's um, dearroyal.wordpress.com. You <laughs> petty. I'm so upset with you right now. Are you serious? I used to just make the blog post for some of my college girls and send it to them. And the concept is, like, Dear Royal, Letters to Your Purpose. So it's some of these emotional things we go through and I would just, I used to just send it to them and sometimes I post, a, well most of the time I post a link on my Facebook and like tag the, the um, girls I know in their 20s that follow me into it. But then my mentor are like, why don't you focus on your blog more, especially with writing a book and stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know, I guess, but I need to be intentional about putting that out there. Shauna like, why did I know? I'm sitting like, if y'all can see my face right now, I'm sitting here like, wait, what? You got a whole blog and I don't know about it? Like, when did this start? Like, what chapter of your life was I not a part of to not know about this blog? I'm just in, I'm through right now. I'm proud out though i'm happy and now i'm finna get out here and look for it so i can catch up i'm feeling some type of way i'm gonna have to holler at y'all the mentor like hey can you kind of like let me know when she tell you stuff that's public because like i didn't know about it apparently and i know you don't be on facebook like right that's what i'm saying like you know don't be on facebook like that i would have girl but i be forgetting about the blog you see i'm just like oh yeah and the whole blog y'all it's only like seven posts if that makes i don't care if it was one Because you know, I'm going to support Loria for real. Yes. So you know I needed to know about that blog. I would have been uh, reposted it, right. tag people in it. Y'all go read the blog. Come on now. But you know what? I'm going <sighs> to be transparent for the people because I know we hear people talk about all their accomplishments and whatever. But I think one of the things where I wasn't, I don't throw the blog out there a lot. I wasn't really a confident writer. Mm. And I say wasn't because I don't want to continue to speak that over myself because it's something I'm overcoming every day. So it was just like, I'm going to just share this with my girls, you know. And, you know, I just want to say to some of y'all that may not be confident about something that you know is on your heart to do. um, This is a quote from one of my friends, Jasmine Sims. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Do it. 
Why everything in you is burning, everything is fit. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Because fear can't stop you. It's just a feeling. Why are you doing it? While you're doing it, feel it and just be like, okay, it's there. Fine. And still do it. So that's what's up. Yep. And it's funny because I was about to give you all the nugget of the day. But we're going to let that be the nugget of the day. So, Loria, let's say that nugget right. one more time. Feel the fear. You're officially part of the Speak Life Nation. So remember, speak life to yourself, speak life to others. Until next time, y'all.